My name is Presley. And I'm not James. I am a rat. And this is... The Height of Horror. Oh, I'm really enjoying me pulling some dumb thing from the movie we watched and including that in the intro. I am... I like that you like it. Yeah, yeah. I am not a (laughs) phantom. I am a rat. Oh, I have this joke in my head. Like, you know, in porn videos, they're like, oh, step bro. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, step rat. Ew. (laughs) Because uh, he's raised by rats. So if she were to get married to the phantom in this, which we hope will happen, Dario Argento should have made a phantom of New York City or phantom of Coney Island. I forget which was the sequel. It was an unofficial sequel, but people look at that. And then Andrew Lloyd Webber made Love Never Dies based on this kind of humorist book where it's like, well, what if the Phantom did survive and he went to New York City? Man, I he should have made the movie. It would have been so stupid and still would have only gotten two stars from me. But we'll talk about oh. that later. All right. How are you, Presley? I'm good. I'm vibing. It's a beautiful 8.15 for you right now. It sure is. I've been up for hours. Okay, same. Wouldn't you? W- let's see if we woke up at the same time. Okay, I woke up at 5.55 a.m. 5.55. We. I think I might have been awake a little bit. No, 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 no. I woke up at 6.30, which would have been... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I woke up before you, which would have been... Three. No, no, it would yeah. have been 4.30 no. for 4 you. 4.30, which is what time I wake up on the weekdays. Ooh, because you have to bake that coffee. Yes. Uh, is my guess. Mm, yeah, I just, I like my mornings to myself, you mm. know? I get coffee, but my baby usually wakes up, so it's our morning, and it is what it is. He's sipping out of, this is what you should get, a tiny little espresso cup. But that's his coffee mug. You're not feeding him coffee, of course, but you give him, I don't know, like a little thimble of milk that he can drink. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. I'll steam it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He'd love it. He'd be, That would be something that he would remember forever. Like, hey, my mom and I, we would wake up. She'd get her cup of coffee. I'd have a little thumbelina of uh, steamed milk. All right. You've convinced me. Because my mom and I used to, I don't know if we had a food thing, but we'd wake up, we'd watch Nick Jr. together, and then be good. Oh, that's cute. And then after Nick Jr., of course, she'd turn on her soaps, and then I would go to school. Hell yeah. That's mother-son bonding. You gotta do it, guys. Mm, yeah, my mom and I didn't have anything. Well, that's that's not mother-son bonding. No, that's mother-daughter. She- she left me. So. Oh, no. <laughs> we have that. <laughs> okay. You can already say, hey, I'm a better mother than my mom ever was. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Bar set real low so you can always feel like an overachiever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> were there any parents of your friends that you were like, hey, this feels like a mom to me? I've had like mother figures, but okay. none I was extremely close to, you know. Oh, I have a Cindy Bear. That's my mother figure. It's a figure of Cindy Bear from Yogi Bear. Oh, cool. I think I should get one of those. Do it. 
that could be a mother figure or I should have said like a Wilma because I actually have one of those from Flintstones. Oh, yeah, obviously. Even though Betty is tops, then Wilma, and they sh- none of them should be with either of their husbands, but we don't have time to get into my rage at Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Another time. That man's a putz. Okay, before we begin into Phantom of the Opera from 1998, let's look at our Fortnite of horror. Presley, did you watch any horror movies? I did. I did, actually. So last Saturday, I was browsing the Instagrams and the suggested profile came up and it was this dude that my husband follows. And he lived in Olympia and he I think he directed this movie called The Necrophiles. And it's not like PH files. It's necro space files. It was like shot partly in Olympia and Seattle in this area. And it's the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. But it was just hilarious because it's about this like zombie fucking guy who goes around raping people. (laughs) And there's a flying baby doll that eats people. It's oh, God, that was one. And what was the name of it? The Necrophiles. Okay. I did a really bad job explaining it, but that's kind of exactly what it was. It does it have a low budget feel to it or is Oh, it- it's exact it's extremely low budget. Like okay. they're sacrificing this baby at one point in a graveyard in Tumwater, which is like in Olympia. And it's like one of those little baby dolls that are like toys and they're like stabbing it. It's so dumb, but it was uh it was fun. Hell yeah. Is this available to watch anywhere or do you have to buy it? It's on Tubi, actually, and that's why I decided to watch it. Hell yeah. Tubi is the greatest, and Tubi's kind of been feeding me more raunchy comedies as of lately, so I haven't been watching a lot of horror. Oh, hell yeah. No, Tubi has everything on it. So that's, I was like, oh, hey, because he's like, hey, check me out on Tubi, because it was like supposed to be really hard to find. Like it was like one of those underground movies, Mm -hmm. I guess. So, yeah, no, that was um, an hour and 20 minutes of my life I'll never get back. But you're glad you spent it. Exactly. And then I'm also in a Stephen King era, so I've been reading Misery and Carrie, and right now I'm reading It. And I just watched those movies this week, too, because I was, like, reading the books. Do you prefer It original or It the updated? Obviously the original. Okay. I love the updated. I haven't watched the original since I was a child watching it on USA, which for some weird reason, maybe they would start the first part in the morning time and I wouldn't be awake watching TV. But I don't think I have ever seen part one of the original It. Oh, the little kids? Yeah, I've never seen that. I would always get it tail end of that movie and going into the second part. So it has to be that they would start it during a time when I'm like, well, I'm not up watching USA. And then by the time it's the afternoon in the summer, oh, hey, I'm settling down. I did my chores and now I'm good to watch TV. Mm, Interesting. But yeah, for movies I watched, I watched one slight horror movie, which was just, it's horrific to watch. It's its called Jailbait from like oh, the early 2000s. And the synopsis was so ridiculous. It's like when a star cool guy 
gets charged for statutory rape from the DA, his parents retaliate with a two-bit lawyer. And I'm like, how are you retaliating? I don't understand. So I was like, there's no trailer. I have to see what this movie is. The dude who did Empire Records, he, I think, wrote and directed this. And it was an MTV made-for-TV movie that was trying to be how I thought. It looks stylized like... It's like if Canada tried doing Malcolm in the Middle and then tried making it a little bit edgier for an older audience, that's this movie. One of the Rangers from Power Rangers SPD is the star of it, and it was one of her first leading roles. It's baffling. Watch it with friends and see how many times you go, oh, why are they doing that? (laughs) Was it from 2004? I think it was from 2000. It's Jail Bay exclamation point. Ah, okay. I'm trying to look it up. It is from, yes, the year 2000. Alan Mola. And I, I was like, how do I even search for this? I feel like I, I'm i going to get put on a list. <laughs> I'm not even seeing anything come up for it. Well, watch it on Tubi because that's where... <laughs> It's there. Tubi has everything. Tubi is the greatest. So much so, it's weird. Nicole and I, for Engage with Nicolas Cage on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, we will be like, where's this Nick Cage movie to watch? Okay, I guess we're either going to have to torrent it because it's nowhere, watch it on a terrible rip on YouTube, or have to buy it for like five bucks on Vudu. And then... A month later, hey, first page on Tubi, hey, this movie you just paid for is here. And I'm like, should we just stop doing this show for a month and then everything will end up on Tubi? <laughs> it will actually line up properly. But yeah, that's that's been my two weeks in movies, just watching raunchy comedy. Saw Mario, loved it. The new one? Uh-huh. Did you ever watch the old one? Yeah. The live action? It's, it's fun. It has its charms. Oh, God. I hate the... The little small head guys. It's fun. It has its charms. I hate it so much. <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> the most recent time I watched it, it was this my best worst summer, 2013. Living on my own, technically with roommates for the first time, and a bunch of us got together to watch it. And I fell asleep halfway through because, not because it was boring, but because... At the time, I was working like 4.30 was when my job started, and I'd work until like, I don't know, 2 p.m., then go home and have to deal. Oh, also, I was in college uh, like 12 hours on Mondays and Wednesdays. Oh, shit. Like 4.30 a.m.? Yeah. Fuck, dude. So everyone's like, James, why aren't you? Why don't you want to come out and hang with us at midnight? I'm like, because I have to go to work in four hours. Oh, good for you. It sucked, but was also very good. Then I met Nicole and haven't looked back since. Oh. And speaking of which, Nicole loves Phantom of the Opera. Hey, Nicole, get on the mic. Oh, hey, guys, it's Nicole. No. Two reasons. Nicole, one, very busy, obviously. Two, unless she is the host of the show, she probably won't do the show. And three, uh, like we said, we're recording super early in the morning. Nicole barely wants to wake up in the morning. And let alone, I think the only reason Nicole will hop on a podcast this early is if we have someone 
moderately famous who's like, well, this is the only time I can do this. Mm. I am sorry, Presley. I know. I'm kind of sad. You're not moderately famous. Not even a little bit. In our uh, groups, I, I think you are. I don't want to be in any groups. No, I mean like this Marshland Media group. I think Oh, you're moderately famous. <laughs> I don't think so, but thank you. Too bad you're moderately famous. Oh, God. Do you want to get into this show that I didn't do any research for? Yeah, I don't, but yes. Hey, guys, it's Dario Argento. He said, hey, let me make a slasher movie out of Phantom of the Opera, even though I just made a movie called Opera, and it was released in 1998. That's all the notes I have for it, minus, you know, my... Whole sheet of notes uh, just about the movie itself. I thought when we were like, oh, we're going to do opera. I thought we were talking about opera. And I'm like, that was in the, that wasn't, that wasn't this. But no. it was actually this and not the good opera. I've never seen opera. Oh my God. It's so fucking good. The only movie that of his, I think I've seen that he tangentially worked on. Did he work on the first Demons? Yes. Okay, so I've seen Demons and that's it. Still need to see Suspiria. It's on top of our list, but we never get to it. You have to watch Tenebrae as well. That's okay. my favorite Argento movie. Hell yeah, we will. Oh, wait, did he do From the Beyond or whatever, The Seven Doors or whatever? The Beyond? Uh, yeah. Okay, no, if you're talking about The Beyond, that's Lucio Fulci. Okay, okay, then never mind, never mind. Okay. Those two dudes I get mixed up. I do too. That's why I don't know. They're good though. You got to just go down a rabbit hole of the the Italian fucking. I'll say this right off the bat. Lucci, based off from what I've seen specifically from the beyond. No, thank you. Why? I think because that movie was so hyped up in horror core that is talked about like it's the greatest piece of work and maybe because i wasn't getting it f directly from the source because hey in horrorcore you gotta look tough and strong no one's like i like this movie because it's goofy in songs but if i were to talk to comatose if i were to talk to shy one they might say like yeah it's like ridiculous and weird but it's cool for those aspects i think the final sequence of it is amazing but everything else just fast forward through I had a dream and Comatose was in it last night. Hell yeah. Now that you say Comatose. What was he doing? I don't know. We were all hanging out with like a bunch our kids. Oh, okay. And that's about all I remember. But I remember I was like, hey, that's Comatose. You saw his son and you're like, why does his son dress better than me? <laughs> he posted a picture of his son recently and I'm like, wow, I wish I could pull off. Like, this is how I wish I could dress, but I could not pull off any of it. He looked yeah. like the frog from Ninja Turtles. If you've seen the frog from Ninja Turtles, like especially that first action figure of it, that's how this kid was dressed. And I'm like, this kid's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, guys, realize that no matter how well you dress, you I won't think you look as good as like comatose son dresses. Yeah, better. like a twelve-year-old <laughs> child. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into this initial thoughts on Phantom of the Opera, nineteen ninety-eight, which you can watch on YouTube. I hated it so much that I like it. 
I hated it so much that until Nicole sat down and started watching it, I still hate it. But I'm like, okay, at least if I had someone to goof on it. But Nicole came in the last act. The third act is goofy and funny and actually has some action to it. And Nicole's like, why would you think this is bad? What are you talking about? And I'm like, Nicole, you didn't watch the first two acts and I started explaining like yeah he he wasn't just like in the opera to begin with like he got Moses into the sewer by I'm guessing a parent who didn't want him and then he almost went over a sewer waterfall but then a bunch of rats like came out and dragged him into shore and Nicole's like how is this not the greatest movie you've ever watched I'm like Nicole it still sucks like trust me on this be glad you didn't have to watch this with me because there were I'm glad it's on YouTube because there were times when I would watch this at two times speed it was so fucking funny when they pulled him uh-huh. from the little Moses basket <laughs> in the sewer we laughed so fucking hard Nicole oh. wanted me to let everyone know her rating for this is 10 out of 10 rats. That is so surprising to me in every way. Because she only watched the last act and then I showed her that weird rooftop scene where he's imagining things he wants, which is green screen coming out of the clouds, a giant human sized, actually more than human sized rat trap with a bunch of naked men in the rat trap being speared in the in the on the outline is flames on this rat trap and they're like "Ah." then he looks at another cloud and coming into it is christine dressed scantily and he's like yes yeah i not necessary but i get it even the breasts in this movie like when they got to the spa scene i'm like still one and a half time speed let's get out of here Yeah, no, now I get why you said that, because it was a lot of it. I'm like, this is kind of dragging. And it had no right being an hour and 49 minutes. Wait, oh, it was an hour 49? I thought it was 39. I don't know. Either way, it's too long. I also, when I was talking about him going to New York City, I brought that up because I was like, no, Nicole, he didn't die there. All the rats saved him, and they made a Rat King raft and drifted off to New York City, where he becomes Phantom of Coney Island. Uh, Yeah, Dario Argento. I think he has a movie called The New York Ripper. Ooh. And it's The Phantom. Wait, it's The Phantom? No, it's not oh, at okay. all. It's, <laughs> no. Is it a reimagining, like, hey, did Jack the Ripper go to New York? No, I think it's the movie where the the dude is the killer and he has like a Donald Duck voice. Oh. It's ridiculous. This dude's weird. Yeah, he really is. And then I think it's weird that he had his daughter have so many like sexy scenes. I at first thought that, but then a lot of the sexy scenes end up really focusing on the phantom. She doesn't show her titties at all. We see her butt and that's about it. I think it's tame of like, this is what people want. And maybe that's what she wanted to do. Mm, That makes sense. Especially coming from this giallo splatter gore family. Like she's in this, since she was a child, she has known, hey, this is the stuff my dad makes. She's probably been influenced by that. And it's like, well, this is what you do in movies. If you're hot, Mm -hmm. if you got titties busting out of your chest, hey, you show them. Fair enough. 
Also, speaking on that, did you know that bigger boobies help with opera singing because more oxygen can be stored in larger breasts? And you said you didn't do research. Also, everyone, no, I know that is false. <laughs> Boobs don't <laughs> store oxygen. I know. Um, you're not a doctor. You don't know that for sure. Damn it. You're right. I wrote down, is the Phantom Moses? And hey, we should have just paid Nicole to be on here because Nicole knows Phantom of the Opera lore. She likes watching Phantom of the Opera movies. And I told her, this one, not good. Don't watch it. In choir, we had to sing the whole album from the Phantom of the Opera. <sighs> and I was actually listening to it a couple of days ago. One of the songs, because one of the songs was Fire. Yeah. And this dude I had a crush on, he was in choir with me. And he's like, I really like this song. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I do too. Andrew Lloyd Webber, for his musicals, like one or two will be bangers. And then the rest are like, where's the rhythm section in this? And why aren't any of the singers singing any sort of consistent melody? Yeah. I don't like them. Mm-mm. Because I know Love Never Dies, Lore. I've seen that multiple times. It's the sequel to Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera. It sucks, but in all the best ways. And it's visually stunning. We own it on Blu-ray. But all the other stuff is sucky. And I don't know. I've seen Phantom of the Opera once, the Gerard Butler one, and I didn't enjoy it. Nicole was obsessed with it. And I'm like, the Phantom's a creep. Every We can all understand. Like, he groomed this child, right? Yeah. <sighs> no, I don't know. I've never seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> he does, even in the book, especially in the universal kind of. And then she's an adult in Andrew Lloyd Webber's, but still is grooming an adult in a very creepy way. I watched the one from the 20s a long time ago because it was on Turner Classic Movies and it scared mm -hmm. the shit out of me because it was scared. His fucking face is horrifying. We've had a magnet of that face on our fridge for the longest time and I never connected the two of like, oh, that's the Phantom of the Opera. I just was like, that's a freaky dude from an old movie. <laughs> uh, we After seeing this rat... Or these rats save this child from a sewer the, waterfall. The foster rats. Yes. We get a quick little, you know, text on screen that's like, oh, after, the, after being saved, the abandoned child and inhabitants of darkness formed a bond. And I'm like, just say rats. You don't need to say inhabitants of darkness. That came up on the screen because I didn't notice that at all. Oh, yeah, that was a full wall of text we got. Okay, I think I missed that because that's when I started saying step rats to Ian and I was making <laughs> myself laugh. <laughs> I was like, he's a rat boy. Yeah. He, he ain't really no phantom. <laughs> I think the logistics of filming that opera scene, that gets one star from me. Because just thinking of you have to book the venue, you have to have people to play the music, you have to have people in general to fill out that entire venue. And finally, you have to have people in period appropriate clothing. And it's a full opera theater filled to the max. That's insane. I didn't like any of the costumes they had. It just looked, it reminded me of a trauma movie. Okay. And I think that's also partially why I hated it so much. <laughs> 
So you didn't like how the Phantom of the Opera one wasn't disfigured whatsoever, so didn't wear a mask. He kind of gets disfigured in the end, but slightly when a rock hits his face. But He looked like Iggy Pop. He, to me, looked like if Geralt from The Witcher played by high-ass Henry Cavill, if he went through a goth phase. Yes. Exactly like it. Not as high of an ass, but hey, this was 1998. People didn't have those bodies back then. But still, if you're looking for your daddy fix, sorry, you won't get it here, but you'll get a hint of it. Yeah. Do you like opera? I don't hate it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I can appreciate it. I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Same. I like Mozart. Or not Mozart. Beethoven. Beethoven. I have a Beethoven. Yeah. My thing with a lot of genres that I'm like, ah, I, I don't care for it, but that's fine. My qualifications of like, do I like this song even if I don't like this genre is can I sample it and turn it into a dope beat? Fair enough. And if I can, I'll be like, this song rocks. If I can't, I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. Like Vanga Boys and this dance stuff. I can't remix any of it, but good thing. Oh, man, it puts me in a great mood. Oh, good. So we meet our Christine. She's just doing scales on a big old theater. And then the Phantom's in the background and is like, oh, I love you, Christine. And her boobies be breathing, guys. They really do. Just if you want to see breasts and corsets, watch this movie. And if you value, wait, what What does he say? And if you value these big breasts, I wouldn't sing tonight. That's a real <sighs> line from this fucking movie. And then he like gropes her. And scratches him <laughs> like a little rat. Oh, oh, that's right. Also, this man lives in a sewer, but is somehow more well-kempt than the men who are just hanging out above or in the middle. It's insane. He he would smell of sewer and rat shit and would look disgusting. Like the fucking rat trapper guy Uh who looks like a fucking dirtbag. The cartoonish, like, Willy Wonka steampunk rat trap catching vehicle that they make to be, like, how did they get it into the tunnels and wowzers? It was so (laughs) stupid and hokey. Why was it so fast? Yes. (laughs) It doesn't need to be that fast. I guess to catch rats, like rats scurry around. And how did they, the contraption where they're just popping up at him (laughs) It's so dumb. I'm dumber having watched this movie. Yeah, like there are times when it's very serious and like they're trying to make high art, but then you get things like that and then, oh, there's naked men in a rat trap that's burning. (laughs) And when they crashed. (laughs) Yes. Which wasn't even the Phantoms doing. They just crashed. They're just fucking stupid. And one of them, the assistant to the rat man that we just met. They're, okay, a gear flies up in the air and he's like, whoa. And then it comes down right on his neck and just decapitates him immediately. Whoa. So this is Phantom of the Opera. And 
the issue I think with this is they were trying to make it a slasher movie, which means you have to introduce too many characters. And instead of having them all kind of intermingle, they all have different storylines, but you need those characters so you can have a higher body count. No, you could have had this be a slasher movie, kill off some of our main characters that we don't need new storylines for. Then in that final scene with the opera, he goes through and he's mowing people down, not just by hammer. We'll get into the hammering of the chandelier later, but kill more people that way and go into the theater and kill more people via via fisticuffs. So when the Phantom and Christine meet for the first time, he's just sitting down in a hallway and she says, oh, what was that? And he goes, nothing. And she says, oh, I thought you spoke. And he goes, I said nothing but found myself thinking of you. It surprised me because I don't think that often. This movie sucks. None of this made sense to me because I thought that was just another guy and not the phantom because he wasn't horribly disfigured uh-huh. and he was just sitting there. He wasn't it wasn't cryptic or he's just like, hey, uh-huh. I'm a big fan. There was a quote that. I, yes, he says this about Christine. And I said, hey, Nicole, would this work? as a pickup line to you. And she knew I was talking about Phantom of the Opera, this movie. And she was trying to just be a contrarian in her response. I said, would this work? Your female smell flows through me like the melody of the ocean. And she says, oh yeah, baby, oh yeah. We then proceeded with our day. I watched it in the morning. Maybe five hours later, we're both intoxicated. And I say to her, I just say, Nicole, your female smell. And she says, oh, fucking disgusting. Why do you talk to me like that? I'm like, see, see, it does not work. She didn't like, why do you talk to me like that? Just like, oh, why would you put those words in your mouth? It's not a good pickup line. And nothing the Phantom does men should replicate. Mm -mm. I mean, I guess for like the 1800s, that's a nice pickup line. But yeah. Uh, yeah, especially because but it wasn't everyone was stinky. So if you smelled good, you're probably like, hell yeah. That's my thought that whole time. I don't know. I just every time I watch like period pieces like that, I'm just like, you don't shower regularly. Mm-hmm. You shower once a week. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. You're, I know your life. If that. Ew. There's this movie that if whenever it was released, we might do it. Oh, man. What was it called? Smell cake. I might have to scream out to Nicole and be like, what was that freak movie we watched? Hold on. What was the Wet Rocks? What movie was that? Thank you. There's a horror movie, like it's a slasher movie called Perfume. Have you ever watched it? No. And it's about this man who has impeccable smell. Like he's so good at smelling that he can smell what he conceives as Wet Rocks. But they're actually like frog eggs in a pond. Like you see him like laying in a meadow and he's just smelling like capturing what's going on. And he's like grass, clouds. And like the camera is like zooming out more and more and like focusing on what he is smelling around him. And then he's like rocks, 
wet rocks. And then it eventually becomes like very creepy. He like smells this woman. And this is in like the industrial age of France and England. So he's smelling constantly this foul, disgusting scent. And he eventually sees a woman who smells good and becomes like obsessed with her and kind of he murders her in a very like assaulty way and then like rips open her like blouse and is smelling her titties. And Nicole, so thank God we used to do weekly dinner movie nights and that was she's like, hey, I've owned this for a while. Let's watch this movie. And I'm so glad because I was laughing, like stifling laughing because I'm like, I think Nicole actually likes this movie when he's like, what rocks? When it got to that, she's like, yeah, let's I don't want to keep watching this. I'm like, thank it's truly Nicole. The greatest decision you've made in our relationship <laughs> is not finishing this movie. And it's bad. He ends up killing women and you know, like how you make silk or almond milk or oat milk, you put oats in a bag and then like squeeze them real hard after like letting them rest in water. Yeah. He does that with women's bodies kind of to make perfume. Ew. Yeah. Minus like the squeezing. He just like keeps them in there to like seep and this big old that. Uh, hopefully we never get to that year of when that movie was made. I think I think we will because I'm going to make us. <laughs> All right. What's your next note while I figure out what's going on? I just there was a moment, you know, when those guys were working in the well and he's like chiseling at the those three dudes were chiseling mm-hmm. in the well. Yeah. And it showed a glimpse of the killer for a second. Mm-hmm. And at that time, he had a fucked up haircut. And that's all I noticed. Because it didn't, he didn't have his luscious locks. It looked like a bowl cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just put killer dude had a jacked up haircut. And I'd be mad too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this came out in 2006. It is two and a half hours long. The full title is Perfume, the Story of a Murderer. Okay, but Alan Rickman and Dustin Hoffman are in it. Are, uh, and what the fuck? The first lady, like, it sucks that that first lady dies because she is radiant. Is this should have kept her around a little bit longer, but oh man, that movie sucks hard. So much so, we were there. The lead was in a movie that we did on this movie's gay, and Corwin's like, oh yeah, that he was in this movie I watched. Like, no one's probably ever seen it, and then starts describing the movie. I'm like, no, Corwin, Nicole, and I started that and had to stop because it's bad. And Corwin's like, yeah, it's real bad. Presley, I think, is reading about the movie and is wincing. That's not good. Macabre, thrilling, and psychological. It's also Weird. gross looking because they're like we don't have smell-o-vision attached to our TV screens. We aren't in a 4D experience. They have to focus on visually how bad this smells. Uh, it was $135 million at the box office, though. What? Yeah, on a $60 million budget. Okay, well, clearly this is overseas they're making this money. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Superstar! Okay. The Phantom at this point, I'm like, does the Phantom have powers of mystical persuasion? Because he just like makes a man put his hand in a rat trap. And but he's not around. Just this cool breeze of the Phantom rolls in. Yeah, he had like powers for whatever reason. He had rat powers. Which it would make sense of make them rabid or something to like do crazy shit. 
like, oh, a rat. Like, what happens when a rat bites you? It should have been some, like, Willard-ass shit, you know? Yeah, something that makes some sort of sense of, like, I have rat powers, and this is how it affects people. Something useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is something that I would love more horror directors to just take public domain stuff. We are going to see it with Winnie the Pooh more and more. Maybe a Felix the Cat movie. Eventually Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse will get a horror movie because now that... The GOP doesn't like Disney whatsoever. They will stop voting for the public domain stuff to be stretched. That's why a lot of things haven't been put in the public domain as of at least 10 years ago. It was just a dry well because Disney, every time, oh, Mickey Mouse is about to go in public domain, they'd start lobbying to get the public domain laws changed. So it was like, oh, another five years got added on. But There are senators and whatnot who have specifically stated we will not be voting to keep Mickey Mouse out of the public domain because Mickey Mouse loves gay people. Yeah, they're kind of doing a bunch of like Winnie the Pooh. They're doing the Peter Pan horror Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. I'd fuck with the Mickey Mouse horror movie. Yeah, he says, I'm going to stab you. (laughs) It's going to be a great day when that happens, but I'd love to see Dario Argento's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let's uh, let's start a petition. It's just, you know, those honey things, you know, you put it in a honey pot and you mix it around and it's like a weird, what do they call those? It has like five wooden rings at the end of a stick. The honeycomb thing? Yeah, whatever that's called. He like it's But it's just, actually a shiv. Yeah, and it's just him stabbing that into eyes. That's the only way Winnie the Pooh kills. Yes. And of course, Winnie the Pooh isn't a bear. It's just a normal looking man, kind of handsome. Wearing a red shirt and no pants. Uh-huh. Dick flopping out hard as hell. So it will be NC-17. And that's where, that's where the real honey comes from. His dick. Ew. Uh-huh. Because when he bleeds, it's actually honey. So his semen does have a little bit of honey in that. Actually, damn. So what happens next is... Um, what, in the Winnie the Pooh? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought we were writing the movie so Argento doesn't need to do anything. Ew. He's got a rough outline. He'll just improvise it all. The fact that he would probably take your idea and run with it. Yeah. I'd That's love not a bad it. idea. I'll say... Cheers. There you go, sir. Don't put your daughter in it, please. Because she's a little iffy these days. Yeah, she's a fucking chomo. Yeah, guys, don't look into it. Or do, and educate yourselves. Mm -hmm. I think Ian was really heartbroken when I told him about it, because he really had a big crush on her. I was like, no, she got me too, dude. Yeah, and her just digging in deeper to it, it's like, no, it's making you look worse and worse. Yeah, just go back to Italy. Take those big tongers and stay where you are. Okay, I hope you feel the same way. The best character in this movie is who? I don't know. The fact you like rubbed your boobs when you said that. Oh, no, I was just just... I was just itching. I'm not rubbing (laughs) my titties. Jeez. Um, the rats. No, uh, the assistant. 
Christine, that like lady who is in a different movie. She is so campy when she's talking to people. She's like, oh, yeah. And she's reeks of B.O. from five miles away. <laughs> I'm like, calm, calm. Oh, yeah. She was OK. I loved her. About the rat catcher, I wrote down he keeps rat tails like an RPG with an inventory that does not have a weight limit. Anyone who plays video games will be like, oh, I know exactly what James is talking about. I do not, but... Real quick, in most RPGs, one of the first missions you get is, hey, go down in the sewers and kill these rats because we have a rat problem. I would love it if all of a sudden, oh, man, the phantom's there, and then that's your first boss. Holy... That's going to be in a next Derms Clarman. No one tell the hit it in credit boys. That will happen. And they'll be like, James, this is not Phantom of the Opera. I was like, not your Phantom of the Opera, but it is mine. Not in my America. <laughs> not in my sewers beneath an <laughs> opera house. You have to kill the rats. And as proof, there are times when you will keep their rat tails and you can sell them to an exterminator who does this as a living. So like in the summoner, that's a way to make a lot of money early on in the game and level up at the same time, go down in the sewers, kill a bunch of rats, get their tails, sell them and just keep repeating that over and over again. Is this a real thing or are you making it up? No, this is a real thing. However, in a lot of RPGs, your inventory, you can only hold a certain amount of weight before it starts giving you disadvantages on things. So then you're like, oh, I have to sell all these rat tails. But on games that there are no limits, all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, shit, I have 200 rat tails I could have sold. Well, I'm a god now in the game. Don't need that cash. Oh. And then that once that rat catcher... He goes to a doctor because he had to, he like stabbed his own arm with a rat trap, a brutal rat trap. It's just like five spikes on the arm of it. He says, oh, God, you can shit. You can see the bone. Yeah. He's like, well, that's your thumb. Ugh. just actively bleeding. It hasn't scabbed over. You're just cut it, man. I know. Cut your losses. Cut your thumb. your thumb. Yes. <laughs> I wrote down the dude with a cane looks like David Blaine plus Dorian Electra. And then I was like, oh, that's Raul. Raul is such a, just a nothing character in this. Is that the guy giving little kids candy? No, 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 no. That dude's a fucking creep. Yeah, that was fucked. Raul, he has like the thin mustache, a cane. He's the other love interest that she does oh. end up with. And in the normal telling of this story she is like oh raul is the better match i this is the man who i actually love this other man is toxic and does not like me for me there are stipulations of his love and in this all of that is thrown out i'm like dude you i hope bring her to safety and say uh you either need to get mental help to unlearn your love for this creep or I'm just going to be out of your life forever. Yeah, I had that thought too. Like it just cuts off with her crying over this guy. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, I wonder how that ended. And he's like, well, you're safe now. I'm going to head out. Uh-huh. Also, hey, you're safe now in a different country because people here are trying to, I guess, kill you because you were associated with the Phantom. 
Yeah. I was thinking the twist, if there was going to be one at the end, was she has been the phantom this entire time and has been killing these people and kind of has this voice in her head telling her to do it. Oh, I could see that. Because she wants to be the starring role of all these operas, but she needs to get this all these people out of the way. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. These two people go down into the caverns of this sewer and the lady with this man says, oh, what if the phantom is real? What if he tries to harm us? What should we do? And he says, I got you covered. Phantom V knife. And he just like in his coat pocket shows a little knife. And I'm like, this dude can control your mind. Yeah. A knife isn't going to do anything. Except piss him off. Or except have him stab yourself. Yeah. But it was a lot easier to just uh, kill them than it should have been. Next time you see someone foaming from the mouth, don't be like, they're dying. Just say like, eh, it's probably a bout of malaria. Because I, I don't know what malaria looks like, but I know it's a serious issue. So why would you just tell someone like, eh, you're fine. You're foaming from the mouth. It's okay. Isn't malaria like a... Uh mosquito thing uh-huh uh-huh yeah all i the first time i was exposed to malaria was in celebrity death match someone just swarms an opponent with malaria ridden mosquitoes and they all like stab into them and the guy's like i'm fine and then instantly just like as if his blood is being drained post mosquito he's like and then dies ah uh. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yo, man, celebrity death match. You gotta watch it. Oh, I love it. The best death in this is that dude being speared with the stalagmite. That was pretty sweet. There was a lot of cool, like, effects in mm-hmm. this movie. The only note from the hookah spa bathhouse that I wrote down, Raul thinks he sees Christine and he's like, oh, are you are you really Christine? And then like it's showing Christine who's like rubbing her one titty saying, and it's like, okay, calm down, calm down. And then it then flashes and it's like, oh, it's not really her. And do you remember the woman's name? Oh, wasn't it like honey or something? No, it was so much worse. I'm Rose. Rose Velvet Lips. Ew, yes. I was close. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) You got Winnie the Pooh on the mind. (laughs) And then he just fucking pushes her. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah, no one is good in this. No. Like, no one has compassion for anyone. Mm Mm-mm. So, speaking of the man giving children candy. He chases this little girl. Yes. And at first it seems like, oh, they're just like giving candy, but it has like creepy vibes to it. Then it pays off for it being creepy if that's what you thought it was going to be. And the phantom ends up killing this man after like a bunch of gross stuff almost happens. The girl, instead of going home, as the Phantom says, goes up to where all the other children are rehearsing their ballet dancing. And she pretty much says, I was nearly R-worded, but the Phantom caught that predator. And the man just goes, you're a liar, and smacks her in the mouth. Yeah. And then that's the end of that. And they're like, okay, let's move on with our lives. Yeah, that's done. Nothing else. This is when the cartoon-ass Willy Wonka rat catcher thing happens. 
If a man makes you row your own sewer boat to his cavernous organ room, uh, you might be dating a phantom. <laughs> also, a bunch of red flags there. Yeah. If the man does not meet you and row you back, no. He knew you were coming. Uh-huh. He could have been waiting for you. Yes. He could have made a grand gesture. Also, how did that boat get there? There's not two boats. Did he swim? Did the rats carry him? I bet the rats, like, scurried it over. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could have grabbed, like, a bunch of them grabbed the rope and then kind of tugboated, a, a tug ratted it there. Yeah, and they're like, we're not bringing her back, though. Oh, absolutely not. She's got to row those arms. And yeah. Luckily, she can she can hold the breath well because she got them big tongers. Exactly. Then they have sex, and during, like before the lovemaking, he says, I was abandoned long ago in time and space. And this this man sucks. This rat, I should say. And she's so in love with him and turns so quickly on him. They have this passionate lovemaking. And then he says, hey, you stay here. I got some stuff to handle that you don't want to see. And she goes, oh, I must go. I don't like it here. It's disgusting. These rats, no. And then they get in a fight. And then he fucking punches her. Yeah. And then um, she's waiting there for him. Well, he shirtless. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? You are a man with mystical powers. Why are you up in the rafters, hammering the support of the chandelier where like, oh, uh, uh, no one knows it's happening because I guess the opera is so loud you can't hear this hammering of things that are in the walls. And then Nicole goes, because it's sexy, dude. And I'm like, I guess. No, that's where he looked like Iggy Pop because he's in leather pants, <laughs> no shirt, long fucking blonde hair. Yeah, he's just hammering it. Like, he's mystical. He could have just done this with his powers. He could have been shirtless as well while doing it. And then when he, like, the chandelier falls in the crowd, and it just eviscerates people, and they're all underneath it saying, ah! He heads down back, and he goes in this private room where he... Opens up his shirt. He's laying on this, like, uh, therapy couch is what I would call it. And then rats start coming onto his shirtless chest. I'm like, is he going to start milking? Are they going to start suckling? And then he unbuckles his belt and, and like, undoes his pants. We don't see it, but a rat starts going down to his pelvis. He fucks these rats. He was doing rat sex. Ugh. And such a, I don't know who it's meaner to, to Christine or to the rats, because he hasn't showered. So the smell of Christine is still on him. Like her gruel is still like, I apologize for getting graphic. But does, is that maybe the rats wanted that? They're like, hey, we'll fuck you if you got some woman stink on you. Ew. I don't know. It's. Gross, guys. I wonder who the side chick is. Would it be the rats or would it be Christine? Yeah, I think it's Christine. Okay. Like, Thanks. the rats were there first, so. Uh. <laughs> and she's just watching it. She's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. And then I feel like she was gaslighting me because she's like, oh, my love. When she sees that guy, she's like, don't ever let me go again. And then she's like, oh, she loses her shit when the at the end with the phantom. Uh huh. There is a very funny line where at least we made it funny. She talking to Raul says, oh, I, I can't be. I, I wish I could be with you. I'm in love with you so much, but you must know I'm not pure. And then he says, oh, no one is pure. And I said out loud, I said, Cody Lambert is from Step by Step. And Nicole laughed very hard. I was like, shut up, James. There's an episode of Step by Step. I think it's season two called cody the virgin something along those lines where we find out cody who's like this very handsome cool dude good with the ladies is a virgin because he's waiting for marriage and jt is like oh yeah we should go back and have sex with these girls and he's like oh no can do you know i haven't done the deed and jt thinking his cousin has so much sex is like what do you mean and he's like oh you know and then does a bunch of euphemisms for being a virgin and the last one he says you i'm pure and how he says i'm pure is so cute and adorable i recommend anyone with hbo max or i think amazon you you can watch it for free on there find that episode and watch it it's so funny and it keeps coming back the him being a virgin comes back in multiple episodes the best one is when all of them go to a frat party and Karen's there who is a senior in high school and this guy in this frat that Cody is in tries to like have unwanted sex with Karen and she's like, no, I don't like I I can't. And he's like, oh, well, are you a virgin? And she doesn't say anything. He's like, oh, you are a virgin. Hey, guys, we got a virgin here. And like all the party like goes and they're like, virgin, virgin. And Cody comes up and he's like, hey, and like grabs this dude by the collar and like throws him up on the wall. And he's like, you got a problem with virgins? You think that's funny? And he's like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, well, I'm a virgin. Do you think that's funny? And he's like, oh, no, no. It's so hard heartwarming and sweet watch step by step instead of this movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just got a couple more notes raul asks about the phantom is he real or only in the corners of your mind and then christine says both it's either or ma'am and then final note is did none of that happen with the chandelier because after it does, everyone's like, oh, you got to start training for uh, being the best opera singer. And they go back to the theater and it's fine. No- nothing's bad. And then she's singing in front of a crowd. Yeah, but one of the dudes is all beat up in a wheelchair. And I'm like, why would you go back? But is that from another? Int- this movie is confusing. I assume some time has passed because everyone's like, there you are. Don't disappear again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There should have been like a one day later, those types of things. Yeah, totally. Because we get it in the beginning of like, hey, this is the year and then another year passes and then that's it. So I guess, Presley, what would you rank this out of five stars? (laughs) Are we we not going to talk about the ending? (laughs) Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Talk about that ending. Love wins. I guess. 
Because then she's freaking the fuck out. They kill the phantom. She's freaking out. He's like, you got to get this bitch out of here. So the guy rows away with her. And they then sh- he dies. The final scene with th- all these people chasing after the phantom should have been like a boom. And then his head explodes. That'd be sweet. But he just drifts off into the water. It was really weird. I didn't like it. I'm going to give it a 0.5. Oh, I gave it a two. I did not like it that much. Okay, maybe I should revamp. Maybe I'm, uh, you want to know what? Nicole started convincing me more and more of things. I No, I'm going to stick to the two out of five stars. And that's it. I think this is the least enjoyable movie we've seen so far, I think. I will agree. It is worse than Carnival. I would rather watch Carnival of Souls mm-hmm. again. Because this is yeah. so slow and just nothing cool is happening. It takes the good parts of Phantom of the Opera and just throws them in the trash. Yeah, and it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. No yeah. thank you. Point five. Also, compared to Carnival of Souls, the person who did that, the director, isn't a big director, or at least wasn't at the time. There's a precedence with Dario Argento, he knows how to make a good movie, just didn't. Yeah, it's like he did this as a favor and just put his name on it and mm-hmm. was like, just do your thing. So we highly don't recommend. Yeah, just listen to this and don't watch it. And <laughs> we did a better storytelling. Once this episode ends, go over and watch Step by Step. Yeah, the Virgin episodes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, hey, and if you want a list of the best episodes, I'll send them to you. Me or the viewers? The viewers. Also <laughs> you, anyone. I'll, I'll send you a list of like, these are my favorite episodes of, and guess what? None of them are from season six, because, ooh, baby, that one's trash. Understood. But, hey, guys, uh, we are not pulling from Bucketstein this week. Instead, you, the listeners, over at Height of Horror on Twitter and in our Discord, will be able to vote for what movie from 1998 you want us to be our penultimate episode of the grab bags of like, hey, what's going on? And then we will finish the season off with Bride of Chucky. Woo! And then we got to start figuring out what we're doing. I think it's 1991. I'm pretty sure I already have an idea of what thing we're going to parody. I think it's going to be the popcorn cover to update our, if we do want to keep updating each season, our podcast cover, because the popcorn cover is like a mask being off the face. So like you see someone's face, uh, like a skeleton underneath. I was thinking of like, we could do that and like, it's you underneath my face. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That'd be fun. You're getting fun over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the movies you will be able to vote on. It will be on Twitter the day this drops and in the Discord. And maybe I'll throw it on patreon.com forward slash MLMpod, where even for dollar patrons, you'll be able to vote on that as well. Any patron whatsoever. We have... The Faculty, Halloween 20, a.k.a. H2O, I-S-K-W-Y-D-L-S, a.k.a. I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and finally, Urban Legend. Fuck yeah. I will not say which one I would prefer us to do. There are two, mainly because they're the two that I haven't seen. I love any and all of them. All right. Hell yeah. 
actually, actually, it would might be cool if we do H2O because we will be discussing at a later date a bonus episode. We're going to do a little deep dive discussion with Comatose for Halloween Ends. Because he said, absolutely, I would love to come on the show to figure out why you like that movie, James. Yeah, I'd need a, I need to know too. It's so good. But there you have it. We will see you next week. Please, if you listen, vote. Do it. Yeah. Presley, you got anything to plug? My husband's show, Horror Corridor. It's back. He's doing stuff again. Hey, guys, I have a new single with Dragon Boy Suede coming out this week. Maybe you want to know what? That's how our show will end. I'm going to put that at the end. It's called Catfight. The title, you might think, oh, they're always talking about pornographic style, sexually explicit stuff. No, it's extremely literal. It's a literal cat fight. It goes places. You're like, oh, it's just two cats fighting. No, 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 no. It's cats fighting people. So listen to that. It's good. Available April 28th, wherever music is found. And head over to MLMPod.com to find out information about my other podcasts. And go over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday. It's a great time. Engage with Nicolas Cage. This existed. Death from Above, a Sam and Max podcast. Mostly speaking Sentai after dark. And two shows that, you know came to completion talking about Beyblade and the Toku Reading Corner, all available. It's like three years of content, $5 a month. It will take you a while to get through. It's a good deal, but an even better deal. For $10 a month, you get all of that, plus monthly content in the form of straight to Patreon and watch-alongs of days past and play-alongs. We did play-alongs of the Nickelodeon game show, Figure It Out, where I would cover my ears and close my eyes and I would try to figure out what these children have talents of. Well, Nicole's like, I'm not going to tell you if you're getting close. I'm like, no, that's a good time. And you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, the Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D hyphen F O. Actually, now, producer, formerly rapper, but you can still check his stuff out. Jordan B, the Chaos Witch, my big old brother in common law, Joshua Jacus, Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time. He's also going through dark in 1899. He's doing a lot of stuff over there. Once Wheel of Time is back in action, him and I will be reviewing season two, The Woman Which I Emerged, My Mother, Lil Corey's BFF and soon to be former roommate, just because they're moving. They don't need to live together now. It's Shane. That fed twitch.tv forward slash core winning it's core win from this movie's gay go check that podcast out and finally beep 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 new ten dollar patron approaches it's r2 shelby 2 from the rom complex and co-host with me of formulaic i've been james i've been presley and we've been the The height height of of horror bye 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 I am a six foot, 200 pound guy. I am afraid of this cat. We're really at the point where we don't know what to do. Calling on my service, got you feeling absurd. You're balling in your nervous from this demon the first. So staring to the rise and the cat whiskers too. You're in staring mesmerized as the cat whispers you. Surrender to beings, descendants of wrath. The temp is a string with the tension to snap. Incest is the kings with divine fortitude. They'll bend to the ring and make a blood sport of you. Don't be deceived by the wag of the neck. They defeat what they eat like a ravenous pack. Attack
I do not claim to have it with rat nor bat, but I have it with cat. With cat. Why would I lie about something like that? Deep down, your cat prefers me. Prefers me. Nothing you say deters me. Deters me. When you pet it, it purrs my name and it speaks to me like a Furby. Furby. It's your pet, but I pet it different. Different. Your cat knows that you are ignorant. Ignorant. The two of us talk about you and it's true. It has turned to me. It has turned on you. I am at one with your beast. Beast. It wears my invisible leash. Leash. It's licking on me with its tongue. Its tongue. It's ripping on you with its teeth. When, 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 when I pet your cat, it's through with you. Pussy want nothing to do with you. Wrap your mind around what I say. Your pussy's now mine. I'm afraid. And I'm Dragon Boy Sway. 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 Oh, yeah.